Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show comes to you live and direct from sunny Southern California. Welcome in. Hope you're great. Man, what a beautiful day. We got rain yesterday, which means snow in the mountains. I think for a couple of beautiful days in, in Southern California. Check out the latest lines, World of Sports, the Bet Rivers Sportsbook, Bet Rivers. The most trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. President in Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play, uh, as well as Colorado and other states. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Witch, oh witch, the wicked witch. Ding dong, the wicked witch is dead. I, I say that because uh, the often discussed, openly by me despised overtime rule of the past, oh, how many years has it been? Uh, about decade uh, is is no more, and you're like, wait, 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 what, what, what happened? Okay, so if you've been listening, Dan Byer gave you a very clear, very clear understanding. This is a postseason only amendment to the overtime rule. Right? Postseason amendment to the overtime rule. Um, where now both teams have to get the football regardless of what the team does on the opening drive, which changes the math dramatically. And to anyone who says, you can't do something in the postseason that you don't do in the regular season, well, that's not true. It didn't work that way in baseball, putting a runner at second base. Uh, it doesn't work that way in hockey where they go three-on-three three with, a, with a goalie in, regula- in, in the regular season, and the overtime rules are different in the postseason. So it can be done. But I... I I do think that uh, the rule that they'll use in the regular season, the rule that they've been using in the playoffs for the past decade or so, is among the worst rules in the history of sports. And you may ask yourself, wait a second, Doug, wasn't that put into correct the sudden death rule? And my answer is yes. You're like, well, so the sudden death rule must be even worse. No. Here's why. Okay. Um, when you have the sudden death rule, very easy and definitive, hey, if you want to win the game, keep them from scoring or score yourself. First team to score wins the game. The problem with the now regular season and and previous last 10 years rule was that Overtime was sudden death unless it wasn't. You had to score, but it had to be a touchdown. It was one of those rules, and we see it often now in society, where we try and please everybody. And you know what happens when you try and please everybody? You don't please anybody. I'll I'll give you a parallel to something else that's going on right now. The NCAA tournament. So the NCAA tournament had the first four. And the first four, the true idea of the first four is, should be, okay? Uh, 
middle-of-the-road high major versus regular season league champion mid-major. In other words, pick out the... Or, you know, pick out the at-large from the smaller conference, however you would like. You know, if you want to go through and you say, uh, let's pick out, I don't know, let's say Murray State didn't win their conference tournament championship or St. Mary's or Santa, San Francisco. Instead of those schools playing each other, instead of them playing each other, they would always play against... You know, last year UCLA, this year, you know, or Michigan State was also last year, right? That's the intent of it. Should have been to settle at the end of the day, the last couple teams in the bracket. We always argue, and it's an impossible argument because the teams don't actually play like schedules. They're not actually like budgeted. And all you're trying to figure out is who's better, right? Is Vir- well, Virginia Tech won the ACC tournament. So, um, you know... Pick school that's in the Michigan, you know, when, when a Michigan faced or Indiana faced Wyoming. Wyoming's not a mid-major, but the Mountain West is not viewed on the level of the Power Five conference. That's a perfect matchup. That's what all four of those games should be. But what ends up happening is there's two 16 versus 16 last team in that part of the field, and then there's two first four games, which is like the bracket buster games. And, oh, yeah, by the way, because we have to keep all the rules fair and equal, whatever, you might have mid-major versus mid-major. You might have – it's just based upon the actual seeding. In other words, in an effort to keep everybody happy, those games are just – every once in a while, they're good. Most times, they're eh. But what you should have is this ability to, at the end of the day, settle the argument on the floor. Middle of the pack, Big 12, Big 10, ACC team versus – regular season league champion, Ohio Valley Conference, or the second-best team in the A-10, the, uh, or in the the Big West regular season champion, or WAC, right? one of those. That's what, the, that's what it should be. So the reason I think the rule is bad is it's not definitive. It's not football where you just play, a, play based upon time and score and, and, and uh, wh- where your field position is. And it's not sudden death. It's trying to please everybody, and it pleased nobody. Because we still had sudden death, and the rule was put in place to essentially eliminate sudden death, but it didn't eliminate sudden death. It eliminated sudden death unless you score a touchdown. What's weird, though, is that if we look at sports now, and we have our complaints still about rules, right? Probably the most uh, overly harsh rule is still remaining in football is... If you have the ball and you fumble it out the end zone before you break the plane with control, you lose possession of the football and the other team gets it at the 20, that, that seems like a completely inequitable rule. It, it feels like if you should get one or the other, right? You should either get a turnover or the ball should be pushed back to the 20, but to get both, that, 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 that doesn't seem. But it hasn't yet been corrected. I feel like that's the dumbest rule remaining in sports. But I was thinking about this today. It's Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio. We're discussing the fact that the overtime rules for the NFL have changed for the postseason, not for the regular season. If you think about it today, though, there are lots of rules which are now, uh, you would look back at them and you would go, I cannot believe that was an actual rule. 
It's like, did you guys know that in society, I think it was illegal for interracial marriage until 1967? Like, could, could, could you actually conceptualize that? <laughs> that we made it illegal in the 60s, early 60s, mid 60s? For two people who are in love, they just had different skin colors, different races. They couldn't be legally married. Like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's it's equally dumb to have uh, billion-dollar sporting events like the Super Bowl decided by sudden death unless it's not. Both teams get the football unless they don't. Points matter unless they're field goals. Did you guys know in the NBA they used to have a free throw rule where you would get to shoot three, you'd get to shoot three to make two. So you make your first two, other teams ball going the other way. But if you miss one, you get a third one just in case. That's a bizarre rule. If you guys remember, there there used to be a FIBA rule, okay, where you didn't have to, didn't have to, the ref didn't have to touch the ball. So oftentimes the ball would go out of bounds and our guys would be trotting back on defense and they'd just get it from anywhere and throw it down the court and go lay it in. I kind of like that rule, but it was one of the officials actually doing there. There are lots of rules which have changed sports, mostly for the better. And the rules that are left in, their, in the wake, you, you can't believe. There used to be a rule in college basketball, you couldn't dunk it. Could not dunk the basketball. Couldn't dunk it. Uh, Byer, what's the, what, what can you think of just off the top of your head? Rule that we used to have in a sport, any sport that is now gone, that we'd look back and go, I cannot believe that was actually a rule. Yes, and, and it actually was put in place, and it was so awful that they immediately changed it. It was about, I know it was 16 years ago because I know what happened in 2006 when college football games were trying to be sped up. They allowed the clock to run after the kickoff. So 40 seconds, you would kick off, and if you took a touchback, the game clock would start to run. And I remember this because Ohio State and Michigan played in the game of the century at that point uh, when it was one versus two, and Michigan scored a late touchdown and got within three with two minutes and 16 seconds left on the clock. And they kicked off. And then Ohio State was basically able to run out the clock because Michigan had no timeouts with two minutes left because 40 of those seconds came off between the kickoff and the first down play. And it was because college football games were taking so long and taking like four hours. They're like, let's try to speed this up. And it was so bad that they ended up changing it. And now the clock stops after the kickoff when the offense takes the field. That is awful. I honestly... Don't I don't think I remember. Yeah. I remember them trying to speed it up. I yeah. didn't remember that it was on kickoffs. But and and what Dan's talking about is in the in early two thousands, late nineties, early two thousand. All of a sudden, the spread offense, the proliferation of the spread offense, and these games started to become four and a half, five hours long because the clock would stop. Clock stops more in college football than it does in pro football. There's different times in pro football, different windows where even when an incomplete pass or you step out of bounds, it starts running again. Like people don't pay attention to all those little things. But in college football, it was getting so long that they had to, and that's yeah. why they tried to run the, run, run the clock more. And they found a little bit more of a happy medium, although those games are still, so especially now with the reviews, incredibly, incredibly long. Uh, Jay Stu, do you have a rule that is now gone, gone the way of the dodo? 
that was a good one by Dan. I I didn't even yeah. know that happened. I didn't it's know good. there was a problem with the length of games. With yes. The spe- and yes. That, 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 that's, it's like an unspoken thing here that, that everybody thinks – that uh, TV companies want these games to be longer and longer and longer because they have more ads. That's not actually the case. They want them. They they have a window for them. They want them. They want them decided within that window. College basketball two hours, right? Uh, football is three hours. And yeah. when they start to get too long and bleed into other windows, that's when it get that's when it gets bad. You you can run a little bit long. You can't be running a half hour, hour long to where they get jam packed because all those ads are sold for the next show or the next game. Amazing. I I think about uh, Bob Cousy for whatever reason. I think about there being a time when there just was ne- there was never a shot clock. Um, I, I might be foggy on the details, but that just means that you could dribble in the backcourt for eighteen minutes until your team wins. Is, well, we still we still see, we still see it. <laughs> we still see it in some high schools. Some high schools um, uh, still don't have shot clocks. Okay, and um, most of them, and it's awful. Just holding the basketball is so bad. Uh, the NBA has had the 24-second shot clock since 1954. FIBA introduced the 30-second shot clock in 56 and switched in uh, in uh, 2000 to the 24 seconds. So, yeah. And college but, had what? The 45-second clock, and they would just go four corners or what have you. Yes. And it's... It's, it's been taken and, down. And since. now on the there rebound, used be, there used to be no, there used to be no shot clock. Dean Smith, I mean, remember he used to hold the ball go four corners. Anyway, go ahead. When they when they did have the forty five second shot clock, it's only until recently now with the uh, the thirty second shot clock that they reset to twenty on an offensive rebound, but it would reset back to forty five. So if you get an offensive rebound, you could take ninety seconds off the clock if you worked it down from forty five, got the rebound, kicked it back out, and then worked another forty five off. Man, 45 was a long time. <laughs> Just horrible for the game, the flow, the uh, the experience of the viewer. <laughs> Just awful. I don't you know. know. Here, here's, here's one. Did, did you know that women's basketball in high schools used to be six on six? No. Did you know that? Ba- no, Byer, I, Byer no. can speak to this. You didn't know that, Byer? I, I Well, I thought that it was just maybe certain leagues but uh or certain schools but not, I didn't know it not started. all n- not all n- not all but uh-huh. like uh state of iowa i think was the last one is that three on one end and three on the other correct it's three on three you can't cross over half court so there were three people on the court that would literally never get to play offense <laughs> and there were three people on the court that would literally never get to play defense yeah that's not basketball that's you're, something you're got- else your your guy's mind was just blown. I, I, I didn't know you guys didn't know that. No idea. I, I knew the setup. I, I didn't think that it was uh, – and you said Iowa, and I, that actually you know, rang a bell. But when you say six on six, people think it's also that there's six players on all you know on one side of the court. But, no, they had it split. Oklahoma was the last, last state to eliminate it. It was in 1995. And Iowa was 1993. Is that because of numbers? Or was it just? Uh, I why was it invented? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a gr- it's a great question. College basketball know. seems to have the maybe like the quirkiest. You know, yeah, because we were talking about forty five second shot clocks and yeah. Well, they they they. I would say college basketball has done the probably the best job of adjusting and trying things. Like right, like they 
people forget there used to be the ACC had the first three-point line. The ACC and the, uh, the yeah. PCAA had the first three-point lines yep. in college basketball. But the ACC's three-point line was actually closer than the top of the key. And during Mark Price's freshman year at Georgia Tech, he led the ACC in scoring as a true freshman. And there was a, was a revolt against the three-point line. And they took it out like the next year. And then the following year, the NCAA put it back in, you know, for the entire, for all of college basketball. And then he was back to being a prolific scorer. Remember really when, happened. when the Big East went to six fouls? I do. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. Because it's just tougher in the Big East. It's just better. No, they're just tougher. <laughs> they're just tougher. They're absolutely tougher. And then in the tournament, they went back to five? Yes. <laughs> That's cool. You, you you get used to a certain thing and a certain pace and coaching, and then you just got to change everything for the tournament. Yeah, but it didn't hurt that time. At that, that time, I think the Big East was really good. Um, obviously, part of it was they had really good players. Real credit card questions will require real people. That is a hard one. Real credit card questions. Ooh, Ramos, you try it. Okay, r- repeat after me. Real credit card questions. Oh, Iowa hey, Sam. Hey, Doug. I'm sorry. Oh, let yeah. me give I'm it sorry. a try. Nice, <laughs> Iowa Sam. All right, ready, Iowa Sam? Uh, real re- credit card questions. I can't do it. It's hard, right? Stu, you want to take a shot at it? Just that first sentence. Yeah, and I, I'm going to do it in my voice over voice. Uh, okay. Real credit card questions. That was that was a now, real now, try. Okay. That was an, so no, you got to do the whole thing. Try. Real credit card questions require real people. Who wrote this? Wow. Somebody's somebody's messing with me. Who's messing with me with this thing? Okay, go go ahead. You try. It. Real credit card questions require real people. Try. It. Real credit card questions require real people. Dan Buyer, would you like to try? Real credit card questions require real people. Oh, Gosh. nailed it. Damn it, he's better than me. Well, I have to it. read That's it every day. Buyer. Real credit card question. I understand, but can you imagine Daffy Duck reading this thing? Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Okay, so there's absolutely no way any man our age can listen to that song and not think of the tragedy which came after this song. Now, Iowa Sam, you're like 15, right? No, oh, you're only Sam. off by about 20 years, so that's okay. <clears throat> How old are you, Sam? I am 35. Okay, so you're 35. I think he's. I don't think he's going to hit the hit, hit the cutoff on this one. I think he's going to be under the cutoff. Okay, Iowa Sam, when you hear that song, what do you think of? Well, I know it has ties to Rocky, but I just tie it to James Brown first. Okay, but do you know the tie to Rocky, or you just know it has ties to Rocky? I know it has. I've seen all the Rocky movies, and and I think that is yeah. This is uh, a spoiler in there. Um, it's not a spoiler. It's like a thirty-year-old movie. You're not spoiling anything for anybody. <laughs> right before uh, Apollo dies. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Apollo's dancing around, singing James Brown. Right. The celebration and exhibition event against Ivan Drago, the murderer Ivan Drago. Right. He had like the, the the red, white, and blue yeah shorts and all that. Yeah. Mister America. Whole, all he that. had the whole thing. Right, I had the whole thing, and I think James Brown was actually singing it live in the <laughs> cool. in the uh, in the movie. Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Eddie House joins us, of course, uh, an NBA champion, for a member of the Celtics, the Heat, among other teams, analyst for the Pac-12 Network. He joins us 
on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. And, uh, Eddie, let, let, let's get after it. Um, are, we, we talk a lot about these teams which are bordering on either not getting into the playoffs or not succeeding the playoffs, meaning the Lakers, the Nets. But no one ever talks about the Suns. Are they, they get Chris Paul back before people thought they'd get him back. Are they the favorite? I, I would have to say, out, out of the West, yeah. I, I think you still don't want to count out Golden State with, with the firepower they got if, you know, play gets going. Draymond back in rhythm and, and Steph, you know, how they play together anyway, and then they get their defense together. Um, they have been playing really good defense, and Draymond went out and went down. But I think the Suns are a team that's been constant all year. They ran away with the Western Conference. They're going to have home court throughout. You look at what Devin Booker has done. He has elevated his game even more. People probably thought that he couldn't get any better where he is, but he continues to get better and better every year. You see his rebounds got better. His assists got better. All those numbers went up when Chris Paul went out. And this is a guy that doesn't really dominate the ball. What he does is dominate games, and, and that's a difference. Um, I think it was it, it was unfortunate that Chris Paul went out, but a blessing in disguise. Stayed off his legs. He's an older guy, right? He's going to have fresher legs going into these playoffs. Uh, I think when they get uh, Cam Johnson back, he's a guy who stretches the floor, knocks down threes, playing with great confidence. Mikael Bridges, particularly on the defensive end, could be the defensive player of the year. Um, I mean, they just have all the ingredients to win it. I think their window is now. They might. Uh, la- it was last year's now. And, and possibly next year, but I think they got to get it done now. They definitely are, the, are one of the favorites to me to get it done. I believe they believe. And, you know, a lot of times, Doug, when you get there and you fail, that next time you're there, you know where you failed at. And I think um, I, I, what resonates with me is just that picture of Devin Booker after watching Milwaukee and he's like, that video, and he's just like, damn. Like that feeling. Um, I've been there before. I know what that, what that does to a team and what that does to a, a player. And um, I just think that they're on a mission, man. They're well coached. They're, be, they're definitely going to be a tough out. It's Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, uh, man, there's a, a lot of stuff I want to get to with you. Let me, let, let me go to this. What about the Lakers? Uh, it looks like they're close to getting Anthony Davis back, although now LeBron rolled his ankle. Do they even make it into the, into the uh, playing games? The way they're playing right now, I mean, it would be a tragedy if they don't, right? LeBron James not being able to be in the playoffs in the 19th season and the way he's been playing. But that team is horrible. That team is bad. It's not a good basketball team. It hasn't been assembled well, and everybody knew it. When they were getting Russell Westbrook, and again, this is no slight on Russell or shade thrown at him. It just wasn't a good fit. Some people aren't good fits for certain teams, right? And everybody was saying that that's not the right fit. But stubborn Lakers – figuring that, like, hey, you know what? We can make it work. And a lot of times LeBron could make it work. That's just one piece that you could not make work uh, with this team, especially with the way that team is assembled. You need guys that can space the floor, knock shots down, and Russ is not that guy. Um, Never has been that guy. But um, I I don't think that they're going to get there. They just – they lose games – that they that you would think that they have in hand, like the game against the Pelicans, that game. And the Pelicans are, are, are fighting for their playoff life. So they're young and up and coming and trying to play hard. But you have a team like that, you got your foot on their neck, and you're a veteran team. Usually close that out, especially knowing what's on the line, making the playoffs. I don't, I don't see them getting in, man. And it's going it's to be a tragedy to me because we want to see the best – uh, out there, and I want to see LeBron James in the playoff with opportunity to see what he can do because he always rises to the occasion. But 
this, I just don't see that. I don't see them getting it done. And if they do, who they're going to play the uh, the, the Suns in the first one and 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 probably get swept. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Memphis puffing out their chest a little bit last night. Granted, the Warriors didn't have Steph, didn't have Clay, uh, but you know th- this group, as impressive as they are, yet to win anything in the playoffs. Where are you with the argument of Ja Morant should be a uh, uh, should be the MVP? I don't think he should be the MVP, but I think he's definitely in that conversation. You know, he's a guy that. And, and, and look, this is the other thing, most valuable player to your team. They're rolling without him. Uh, so with him, without him, they've been playing great basketball. You know, you take some of these guys, uh, you take Jokic off of Denver, they're not the same team. You take Giannis off of Milwaukee, they're not the same team. I think if you take Devin Booker off of the Suns, they're not the same team. You take Embiid off of Philly, they're not the same team. So their record will reflect that they need these players. Not that Memphis doesn't need John Morant to win. They definitely do. But they're showing that they can win without him. And they've been doing a great job. But I think you got a team that is young. you got a young coach who put trust and belief into those players. Those players believe in one another. They trust one another. They're out there having fun. And they believe. And once you get a team that has confidence, that's young, that doesn't, have, that doesn't care, that doesn't really – uh, understand the ramifications of certain situations that are just out there playing, that could be a very dangerous team. Now, the only thing that I have to say about that, because they're making me a believer, the only thing that I can say is in a seven-game series, when the game slows down, these guys are going to be in these situations for the very first time. I want to see, can they get it done there? Because that's really where it counts is. When you get these seven-game series, it's quarter to quarter, half to half, game to game, series of series adjustments you know those are and adjustments on the fly so are they going to be able to make those adjustments is the one thing that i want to see and we'll be i'll be able to see that in the very first round so i think that they're a legitimate threat you know you gotta you you don't go this whole season playing the way they have and say hey they're, they're just going to get all of a sudden get to the postseason and fold i just think that whoever they play in the postseason do they have a chance to make more mistakes than that other team who might be a little bit more seasoned Stug gottlieb show here on fox sports radio <laughs> Um. Uh, okay, so let's let, let's work our way to the East. Um, you got you got Tatum, who has just played unbelievable basketball here over the last month or so. On the other hand, they lose Robert Williams, who I, I think what happens is people don't understand how it all has to work together. In order for them to play small and athletic, they need his athleticism. They're not going to have him. Um, do you think the Celtics are still contenders? Losing Robert Williams for the year. I think it's going to make it uh, a lot more difficult. Um, I, I thought for sure they were one of the, the realest threats coming out of the East. Uh, the way they have been playing, that switching defense that they had, you know, they were basically switching almost one through five at times. And Robert Williams third to guard guys on the perimeter, smalls, and then meet them at the rim if he got beat. But a lot of times kept them in front, contested shots. Uh, Marcus Smart, a guy that could guard the perimeter. I thought they had just a great mix, and they finally were getting healthy. You got to think earlier in the year, they had guys in, pro- in and out of protocol, guys injured. They finally was putting everything together, and another injury happens, and it's, to me, one of the most important pieces on that team that, you know, the unsung hero, he blocks shots. He changes shots. Even the shots he doesn't block, he has guys thinking about them shots when, when he's down there. You can make a perimeter mistake, and he can clean it up on the back end. He was a, a hell of an offensive rebounder. With guy, and you don't have to run plays for him. He averaged 10 points and I think close to nine rebounds or something like that. And you never had to run a play for him. A hustle guy that, that got after it. 
they're going to sorely miss him. And I think that is going to affect them a whole lot because they predicated their everything on that switch in defense. And I don't think that, you know, as good as Grant Williams has been playing here of late, he doesn't give you the same athleticism, doesn't give you the same defensive prowess that a Robert Williams III does on the perimeter or in the paint. And neither does Daniel Tice. So I think they're going to definitely miss him, and that's going to be a problem for them. I, and, but it's an opportunity for guys to step up. You know, you've got to step up and, and show people like, hey, okay, I might not be him, but collectively we can still get it done. So, you know, you never want to count somebody out, but it, it, it definitely hurts them a whole lot to, to lose Robert Williams III. Eddie House joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, Kyrie's going to be back playing full-time. What do you think of the Nets still without Ben Simmons? I, th- I think they're dangerous. They're obviously, you got two guys that can close. And at any given moment, they could give you 50, but you have two real closers, okay? When it gets down to it, these guys aren't afraid to take the shot, and they mo- a, lot, a lot of times they do make the shot. They can create for themselves, create for others. I think with Ben Simmons being on the court, and that's what I think that's, that's going to probably bite them later on moving into the – as they move along in the playoffs is they're not going to have that, that, that defense that they need to have. Um, I think Ben Simmons will be able to come in right away and, and give them great perimeter defense. I think he also will give some rim protection as well and then rebound it. These are all effort plays. Nobody's looking for him to be a scorer. You don't need him to do that. you got Seth Curry. you got Andre Drummond that's rebounding the basketball too and protecting the rim. That would just be another guy defensively. Um, you got Kyrie and KD. Those are scorers. He's a natural facilitator anyway. And I don't think you have a natural ability to pass the ball. You don't lose that. Right, you just don't lose the ability to pass the ball. You don't lose the ability to have effort and play hard and play defense. And I think those are two things that he will be able to add right away to this team. And I'm curious to see when he comes back, if he comes back, because to me that gives them a hell of a nod moving forward. Um, if he doesn't come back, again, they lack defense, and they're going to have to just try to do it collectively. But they have a lot of points and a lot of firepower, and they have the best player on the court, so you can never count them out. It's Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Eddie House. He won an NBA championship with the Celtics. You remember him getting buckets at Arizona State in the NBA for years. Uh, Eddie, thanks so much for joining us, bro. Really appreciate you. No problem, man. Thanks for having me anytime, Doug. Doug Gottlieb's show rolls on here on Fox Sports Radio. What day is today? Today is, is today Tuesday? It just feels like a weird – what what Tuesday? Monday is – today Tuesday's Rankum, isn't it? Isn't it Rankum? I think it is. I think it's Rankum. Man. Yes, that um, is correct. The game time I, is Rankum, and Dan's got a really good one set up. I've, I've, I've gone over it a little bit, and this is a really good game coming up. That's a, pro, that's, a, that's a hell of a tease right there. It's a really good one coming up. Oh, I like this one. Who will, We're going to rank who got the worst end of the Will Smith-Chris Rock matter. That's upcoming next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Let's get to a game, shall we? This is Game Time. It's Game Time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Game Time brought to you by Hustler Turf. The brand lawn care professionals have trusted for years when it comes to premium zero-turn lawn mowers to run their businesses. And for us weekend Joes, Hustler Turf is a full lineup of residential mowers. Visit HustlerTurf.com to find a dealer near you. That's HustlerTurf.com. What do you got there, 
Uh, Dan Beyer? Doug, you guessed it earlier. The game today is... Rank them. Yes. All right, Doug. Rank the four teams that make up the Final Four. Personnel-wise, on the floor, rank the four teams in order of best to worst that are going to hoop it up in New Orleans this weekend. I'll go uh, just personnel, huh? Um, wow, that's hard. I'm going to go Kansas 4, Carolina 4, Kansas 3, Nova 2, and uh, Duke 1. All right, Doug. Rank the-, the, the Kansas thing's hard just because losing Justin Moore definitely evens it out some. I, I, and... Uh, part Remy Martin has made it harder to evaluate this Kansas team because he's a completely playing like a completely different player than he did most of the season. Uh, so Remy Martin makes it closer, and I'm I think Kansas wins that game, but I don't know if it's because they have better players per se. I think they might just have a better team right now. Gotcha. Doug, rank the four coaches that make up the Final Four. Wow, that's a tough one. Yes. Okay. Um. I got to put Hubert fourth only because they haven't. Yeah. He had one. I mean. I think that's understood. You know. Um, wow. I'm going to put. You're going to put your butt to the fire with this one. Yeah, I'm going to put Jay Wright, Jay Wright third, Bill Self second, and Mike Krzyzewski first. And I, and I could I could easily argue myself out of it and put. Coach K third in terms of pure X and O coaching, and I mean Villanova is really good and very well coached, but uh, without going into a long dissertation, that, that that's what I'm going with. Doug rank the three most popular owners in the National Football League as the owners' meetings are taking place. So when you think well, of NFL owners, who pops up in your mind? Well, popular or known? I would just say popular. Um, like, do you think Jerry Jones is popular? Yeah, I I think he's the easy the number one. That Los Angeles, just most recognizable. Not like popular amongst you know in favor of fans, but just of name brand or recognizable. Um. Okay. Uh. So I well, well yeah, he's the most recognizable. No question. He's one. He's one. One a. Um. God, after that, I'm trying to think. I mean, probably. Do you want to hear my list? Pro- hold on. Probably, okay. uh, what's the name? Uh, Kraft is number two. Okay. Right? Kraft is two. Yep. Uh, who else would there be? I mean, there's John I- Mara, but they're not. He's not. Po- oh, Arthur, Arthur Blank, John Mara. Um, you know, people make fun of uh, Mark Davis. Uh, he's an easy one to make fun of. Uh, there's. You know good, what's his name? The answer. owner. Yeah, so I I'll go Mark Davis okay. three, three, I, and then four would be. I just need three. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I I think that you could put the Packers in there because of their fans. They always tell you that they are owners of the Green Bay Packers, and it's not meant to be a trick question, but it is such a big thing. I NFL owner, and they don't I'm, own nothing. They, just correct. So you know, you don't own nothing except a piece of paper to put in your wall. Correct. So if you uh. Yep. Nothing. If you had to to name NFL owners, I think you could be Jerry Jones one, and then uh, Dor- my neighbor Dor- Dave Doris two. In, Dor- Doris in 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 Lake Plinka. <laughs> uh, 
Doug, who got the worst end of the Will Smith Chris Rock matter at the Oscars? Rank it one, two, and three. Uh, is Jada the other one? Uh, you could have Will, Jada, Questlove, comedians in general. Um, oh, I think comedians in general would be number one. I would say Will Smith 2 and Chris Rock 3. Okay. Finally, Doug, Top Gun 2 trailer out. Rank your uh, top three Tom Cruise roles. Well, they're all the same role, right? right name, the, name, name the movie. <laughs> A Few Good Men. A Few Good Men. Cocky uh, Navy lawyer. Young, cocky Navy lawyer. Top Gun. Cocky Navy naval pilot. Uh, Mission Impossible. Cocky spy. <laughs> Uh, Jerry Maguire. Cocky sports agent. All right. Uh, risky business. Cocky teenage teenager whose rich parents leave town. Was he in cocktail as well? Cocky yep. bartender. There you go. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and that's the press. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. But by by the way, Born of Fourth of July is the one that he went away from. Uh, that 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 that's why people like it so much because it's different than everything else he's done. That, that's that's really the the meat to it. Uh, it's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. What the NFL did next. <laughs> 